Just a quick note before we begin the podcast. If you're thinking about sending money to a charity to help out Houston, I know that people are um, giving a lot of criticisms about the Red Cross. And um, some of that's justified, I think. Uh, I found two charities that I think are probably better. Uh, the Houston Food Bank and uh, Heart to Heart International. Uh, the Charity Navigator gives them both four stars. So that's where I'll be sending um, my money and uh, looking to help out. So let me know what you think about those charities. Also, let me know what you think about the Red Cross um, and the criticisms that they're getting. I, that would, I think that would be interesting as well. Thanks for listening. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast presents Make America Hate Again. As always, we're not good comics. We're not clean comics. Heck, we're really not comics at all. And we're definitely not safe for work. Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 185. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me this evening... Mad Cat. Hello, hello. How's it go? And Ian's back again. Yay! I am being here. <laughs> and of course, Mac. I am wounded, old, and treacherous. Yay. And of course, the dumbass himself. Hi, I'm Teddy Ruckman. <laughs> why, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> oh my God. That's exactly what I thought too. That's awesome. Okay, we'll get there. <laughs> but first. There's my hammer. I have to have a sledgehammer around for that one. <laughs> we have one announcement. Right. Well, um, as everyone knows, I've been busy. I pimp my writing out here as much as I can. I just got my third story accepted to the Divided States of America um, uh, Shared World Project. It's called Where Do We Go From Here? It's a, it is actually a continuation of the other two stories. Um, so... Check it out. I, I think it's good. I've actually had. Um, what's cool is my first two stories got finally put on Amazon, and I got a five star review from someone I didn't know. Like, cool. Oh, that is strange. Wow. Like yeah. my stuff. That's good. That is good. So, All right. Yeah. Well, very good. Well, I'll tell you what, Ian. Actually, would have been would have oh. been <laughs> would have been better even if you'd had me illustrate. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jay, the, the the editor himself picked out the covers. Oh, now I've got the song, Where Do We Go From Here, from Buffy in my head. Well, actually, <laughs> I, I was going to tell Ian that it's actually, actually <laughs> Mad Cat, you know where we go from here. Where do we yep. go from uh, here? Ah, yes. And Mad Cat, I think that's actually where I snagged the title from. So Is it? Neat. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, Mad Cat. I had okay. the correct idea then. Well, where, do, where do we, okay. your other stories, Ian, do your other stories have uh, titles by Alan Parsons Project songs? Nope. Just that one? Okay. Yep. Okay, Mad Cat, where do we go from here? Ian and Dumbass's Masturbation, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Network. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Isn't it the Dumbass Media Network? We need to put network on there. Dumbass Media Network. Okay, the Dumbass Media Network. All right, thank you. Are you happy now? I am happy now. Yes, quite happy. Good. In fact, hey. I'm so I, happy. I am happy. That's right. That you're happy. You know, Robin William once said, "You can't have a, you can't do cocaine and have a Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> you must well, kill uh, mommy and daddy." I don't blame. <laughs> yeah, and, and this is definitely not um, something you would want to do cocaine around. I would think. <laughs> <laughs> so for uh, this episode's uh, masturbation moment, um, an article titled "I Tried the Teddy Bear Sex Toy," and let's just say it's not for everyone. Um, basically, what you have is a teddy bear where the mouth <laughs> is designed to be a vibrator. The tongue itself, the tongue and nose, and yeah. <laughs> now the the main complaint on this she had was the tongue is like really short. And doesn't have that enough length. That wasn't that wasn't the there. main complaint. 
Was it? <laughs> no. Was that wasn't the main complaint. <laughs> no, I think the main complaint was the uh, the dead eyes and the nightmarish out. <laughs> okay, she said that... Yeah, that doesn't help any. How long did she say she had this thing staring at her in a room before she finally decided, okay, it, uh, we got to just get this over with? I mean, <laughs> she she was creeped out by this thing from the moment that she got it. So, um, who who is the writer of this review? Kate Sloan. Kate Sloan. And apparently she reviews sex toys. So that's one of the things she did. So they called her and asked her to review this sex toy. And she thought, well, okay. And it, it just seems like she was pretty well, creeped out by it. This is a job? Apparently. Are, are you of thinking you it is. Yeah, I mean, got to do these kinds of reviews for people, well, right? Yeah, I. This I is the suppose, internet. But... Okay, so. Bam. Ian. <laughs> So what, yeah, she what does is... say for the first few nights she kept it on the other side of the room facing away from her because as she says, um, the glossy dead eyes of a typical teddy bear when paired with the protruding tongue straight out of a psychosexual fever dream create a chilling image. Okay, so one of her complaints though, so apparently it's supposed to go it's supposed to be so the nose is on the clit and the tongue it hits the vagina. Or the um the yeah, uh, that labia? Yeah, correct. According to what I read, that is correct. Right. But she said it was, yeah, but, the tongue was too short I mean, like, and the distance between them wasn't much... long enough. Yep, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. The distance between the, the tongue and the nose wasn't long enough? The, the yeah, tongue just was... wasn't long enough to get up in there, basically. I think you can pretty much tell that just from looking at the thing. Yeah. 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 Okay, so, so but what is this thing made of? It looks, it looks like, like a teddy bear. Yeah, I'm going to assume... Sugar and spice and everything nice. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you, you look at the picture; it looks like a regular teddy bear, except for the nose and mouth area, which is a whole plastic piece with the tongue sticking out. Which um, I don't know if it actually says, but I'm guessing it's basically a vibrator. It, it, it is, and but here's the thing that that gets me. So this looks like it's a, a soft, but you're considering where you're putting this thing. That looks like, I mean, how are you going to clean this thing? Uh, I would be concerned about that as well. So, and then, of course, she, she mentions the G-spot being two to three min- inches inside of the vagina, which, uh, is the is the G-spot still, I mean, is it a thing? <laughs> it's not. Really? No, it's indirect <laughs> It's indirect clitoral stimulation. Is, is the last study from France that we read, right? I think, that, mm, I think it's still highly debated. <clears throat> yeah. Just, but yet, I, I still hear both. But, yeah, um, but, it, but the tongue itself just doesn't get in enough to hit any area of arousal. Right, but, what, my, you know. but I guess my question is, do, do you want, does every vibrator have to be insertable? No, they just have to be like a Weebles Wobbles. And so that, I mean, wouldn't this kind of fulfill that? Like a Weebles Wobbles? Probably. Yeah. I don't think it'd fall down. I don't know. How many speeds does this vibrator have? I don't know if it says. Apparently, um, it's a, she says it's a hair trigger. <coughs> So yeah. it's real easy to um, accidentally turn it on, and then so it's a it's a ten speed vibrator. The ear controls the speed of the vibrator, and the paw controls the on and off. <laughs> and she said that it was easy I mean, to hit the paw. She said that at one time it was almost working. She hits the paw and turns it off. <laughs> yeah, she she does talk about cleaning it. Um, it's deeply upsetting to contemplate cleaning such a thing. Um, says so standard toy cleaner. Works for the face, and you can get the fur clean using a damp cloth with soap and warm water. No part of the bear is submissible. submissible. So, you know, submersible. Submissible would be uh, if we're we're actually uh, relating to Fifty Shades of Grey, like she called, like she named it. Yeah, what what was the name she gave for it? Charlie Tango. So, named after Christian Grey's helicopter. (laughs) I don't know. I'm quoting, guys. I'm quoting. Uh, I'm just amused. That's all. <laughs> Dumbass, was it a mistake not to put a hole in the bum on this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing probably. <laughs> so, um, in, unless you have a thing for a kink for stuffed animals, this probably isn't the vibrator for you. Um, okay, but she goes in. She goes into a couple of different communities. Definitely not. Okay, but she she brings up three other communities, which are kind of interesting. She talks about age play, right? Right. And, and she kind of thought that this would might be good for age play. And, and I guess she's kind of into age play. And so she kind of plays the young girl and the, and her, and her partner plays the, the, you know, strong right. daddy. You and, know, if uh, there's one thing that shows how half-assed this product is, is that, uh, they didn't do, do their research about their customers. Right. They said they didn't even know about some of these communities. So the two other communities are plushies and furries. And I get, I know what furries are, but what are plushies? Guess they have a thing it's, for stuffed animals. It's uh, a type of stuffed animal. Like. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, plus, softer... like, I, I, we're talking about the uh, the sexual kink plus. Right. Yeah. Let me look that up. Okay. <clears throat> I uh, thought it'd be about the same. Plushies are into stuffed animals. Furries are into um, like dressing dressing as animals. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, okay. Okay. So this goes for the plushie. I guess the. But there's no sense in having it if it's not cleanable. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Well, apparently, I apparently mean, it is basic. cleanable, just not submersible. Okay, but still, can I mean, you wouldn't want to you use just... lube with it. <laughs> no, but it, do, it doesn't sound like it's designed really to go up in there. So I, I found this on Amazon for twenty-two fifty. And if you're gonna do it, say it right. Uh, it's not up in there. It's all up in there. <laughs> I see. Yep. So, so, so the plushy community. It's it's a fetish with stuffed animals. Is that what we right. decided essentially? Or mm-hmm. not decided, but <laughs> what? A... That's what was read. <laughs> but here's the other thing that, that that killed me is that they were touting this. They were excited because the diner designer was a Disney toy designer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Well, yeah, I don't think that it, I don't think if I'm that designer <laughs> that I want my name out. I don't want anybody to know what I designed. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking at this and I'm. The, the distance between Teddy Love's nose and tongue is shorter than the distance her clit and her vaginal opening. So, the hell, is this, is this designed for smaller women or children? I don't know who I, they thought I that. I hope not. I hope not. I, I, I had one would hope I, not, but... wrong. I mean, maybe uh, maybe I have I, just like found... I, said, I, think, I think we can put this off to poor uh, half-assed product design. They didn't even do their research, remember? Yeah. Well, the thing is, too, is that they have sent, had sent it to a person who uh, tests it, at least. Yeah. So she's able to say to them, a reviewer. this is not quite what you want. You want to do this, that, or the but other But this thing. thing is for sale on Amazon right now. I can go buy one for twenty two fifty, shipping included. Go ahead. Tell <laughs> us how it goes. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that maybe I found Christmas <laughs> gifts for the girls. <laughs> Are you a plushy furry or age player, Brian? No, I'm no, no, but I don't know that my kids aren't. I mean, I don't want to be, you know. <laughs> First they present. Grandparents wouldn't know a difference if you gave it to them. <laughs> can, uh, can you get it with a Care Bear symbol on the chest? Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I still think not. I still think not having a, a hole in the bum was a mistake. You know that 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 is one feeling that the Care Bears don't officially have. <laughs> so I wouldn't call it the Care Bear stare. No, because that's creepy with that bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so, th- so there you go. I'm, I'm sure they must have that feeling somewhere. They just you know during the show yeah. they they ask. Uh, pervy bear to stay indoors. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right, where well, we're gonna go? White right into from that into Franklin Gant, Graham. Okay. Yes, he's our. Uh, uh, what are we gonna send him? I don't know, but I'll tell you what. There's as no our, proper segue from from what we just did. <laughs> um, Franklin so, Graham defends Trump, blames Satan for Carol. Carolina, Charlottesville. Charlottesville. Okay, Charlottesville arrest, unarrest, unrest. Yeah, yeah. He uh, rather than uh, rather than blaming the idiots who were there, uh, rather than doing that, well, he has decided to absolve them of any wrongdoing and basically say the devil did. Uh, also blaming the government of Charlottesville because it's their fault too. Well, okay. So what exactly were they doing in Charlottesville? Hmm? What exactly were they doing in Charlottesville? We're talking about the uh, the white nationalist protesters, right? Exactly, but why were they protesting? They were protesting the removal of a Civil War statue. Which which one? Oh, that Lee one. That's right. So it's was a, it the Robert E. Lee? Okay. Robert E. Lee, and and so uh, just, just interestingly for... enough, Robert E. Lee was actually kind of opposed to royals. Yeah, and I I'll, think I'll... that that that's true. All these war memorials were also erected in the um, 1920s during um, the time of uh, all the segregation right, rights right. and stuff. Do you know when as this a one way was to you know kind of say, hey, listen, you know, your place? Do you know when this was commissioned? Uh, 1924. Uh, it was commissioned in 1917. It was finished in 1924. Okay. And in fact, the guy who started it he did it fairly slowly and died in 1922. And it was finished by by another artist. And uh, and it was finally finished in 1924. But th- it's very hmm. telling that 
the Civil War ended in the 1960s, right? And this wasn't I mean, or yeah, 1860s. Yeah, I remember, right? 1860s. I remember the 19 the, the the Civil War of the 1950s. That was <laughs> no, somewhere there was a Civil War going on, and that I suppose was, you're right. Yeah, yeah, no, 1865. And, you know, I, I think that the war ended. Uh, I believe when Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat on a bus going to Gettysburg. Right. And burned her bra. Yeah, and that too. Bra. Okay. All of it. All right. I'm sorry. 1865, it ended. And this thing goes up, what, you know? 1924. 50 years later. Yeah. Actually, it's nearly 60. You know, basically a whole generation later, easily. So it wasn't built at the time in which it was more No, it wasn't. Relevant? A, no. Relevant. So taking yeah, it down years. isn't. It, it's not a heritage issue. It's never been a heritage issue. It's a white supremacy um, issue. It was put up. It was yeah. put up in the first place. You know that that's why they went up in the first place. It wasn't about the Civil War when they went up. Yeah. No. And it's not rewriting history either. For one thing, most of these um, statues are being taken out and put elsewhere. They're not being destroyed, but we don't want them in front of our courthouses and our government buildings because they don't reflect the values we're supposed to have in those places. Yeah, and to have it them on these giant. To, it seems to reflect a bias, definitely. Yeah, so, and to have them on these giant pedestals where anyone walking by is almost worshiping them doesn't fit. So removing <clears throat> them and putting them elsewhere and saying this is still a historic character that he still was part of the American history, you know, is not rewriting history at all. So, so, so they, they didn't. So they just, so they're just moving destroyed. it. Yeah, most yeah, of them they're... are being moved. Some are being put in storage. None of them are being destroyed. Okay. And we wouldn't want them so, to be destroyed. I mean, it is part of history. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you never know. We may need those statues again for the next Civil War <laughs> in uh, three years. So this so, was, um, um, this, was we- um, this was Vice Mayor Wes Bellem uh, called for the removal of this in March 2016. Uh, he also uh, um, called for the park that it's in, Robert E. Lee Park, to be renamed. So this is this is this is the the, the mayor, the vice mayor um, from. Um, Charlottesville that that is requesting that this be renamed. So the other thing is, I you know it's it's not like th- this is Charlottesville itself trying you know it, it is pushing for this. It wasn't outside influences right. that I'm aware of. And um, and the initial group that got the permits that Trump loves to point out that were there legally were a white supremacist group specifically there with the agenda to stir things up with the uh, weapons caches planted around town. Yeah, yeah. It it wasn't like they you know. Anyone, okay, these were people who marched openly with Nazi flags, side by side with Confederate flags, chanting um, Nazi slogans as well as newer hate-filled slogans um, decrying everything that is not pure white culture, marching down the streets openly, and you have the the excuse that, oh, they're not trying to incite anything, they're peaceful, they're not, basically saying that, you know, that they have the right to, um, I, I, you know, you treat other people this, with hatred and yeah. passionate distaste. Right, that, that, well, they do have the, that right. Yeah, so, but, but you they, don't have the right on hurting them just for the hell of it. Yeah. No, you don't have the right you, to but, hurt people. And that's within the chance there are threats of actual you know, hurting them because you know, we, we have to protect ourselves from the Jews and the blacks and the homosexuals because they're all dangerous to us. And it's like, you know, it, it's threatening. And so what you have is you have this claim that there were people on that side of things marching with these people who apparently were good people and didn't know that um, the people they were marching with were a hate group. And I find that next to impossible to believe because if I'm marching next to a guy who is waving a Nazi flag straight out saying the Jews are the devil incarnate, uh, yeah, I'm not going to think of it. Uh, yeah. Ian, let me uh, let me then direct your attention to our next article, which contains our five runners-up for Jackass of the Week. <laughs> oh, these are just the runners-up, no, huh? <laughs> so, so to finish yeah. this up, though, uh, to say Satan was the power behind it, uh, if, if you believe in that stuff, maybe, but it was the power behind the group that is trying to pretend to be the victims here because they had the permit, and all they were doing was trying to peacefully protest um, a removal of a statue. Uh, yeah, to, to try and not blame the, the fact that it was a hate group openly displaying their hate and bigotry is and really what makes, yeah, is really what makes him the jackass. Right. But it is okay for them to do that. I mean, it, in, and, and I know that, you know, it, well, these, these, uh, <laughs> we, 
We well, shouldn't say it's okay for them to do that. It's right? legal for them okay. to do that. Yeah. Well, what, what I mean by okay, what I mean by okay is it's okay for them to express to express their opinion um, right. nonviolently. Yes. But they can't say that they're innocent in, in not inciting things when they know for a fact that by expressing their opinions, especially that loudly and in that manner, is going to piss off the majority of the population of the country because the majority of the population of the country knows they are assholes. Oh no! I, I believe they but, want they they wanted to incite other people to anger. Right. That way, they oh, no. can look like the victim. Oh yeah, and, and, yeah, and yeah, they, yeah, uh, yeah. As it turns out, they are definitely crying that they are the victims now. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. So, they, go go on and, and talk about that, Mac, because uh, this is very telling. Right. So five white supremacists whining about how unfair things are after Charlottesville. Oh boy. Yep. Yeah. First one is Christopher Cantwell, um, who told the SPLC that his mission is to normalize racism and anybody who gets in his way is going to find themselves in a long list of people who regretted underestimating me. And that's not a threat or anything. That's not trying to incite people in violence or threaten them. Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> um, he has been, he has served time for possession of stolen property, criminal possession of a weapon, drunk driving, driving while intoxicated. Uh, he has also said that in every case of unarmed black people murdered by police, it's some little black asshole behaving like a savage, and he gets himself in trouble. That's a quote from him, by the way. That's not from me. Mm -hmm. um, so he also was quoted as saying, we'll fucking kill these people if we have to. And how, how Christian of him. He, he carried to Charlottesville. But he's peaceful. He was part of a peaceful protest. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, he, is, he is now whining because he is he's hearing reports that a warrant has been issued west and that he and the other neo-Nazis are the real victims and that his arsenal of weapons and threats to kill people was no big deal. He was just talking shit on the air. And suggest that Heather Heyer was part of a group of stupid animals who didn't get out of the way of her killer's car. And he even claims we have done everything in our power to keep this peace. Have yeah. they? I mean, what, what does that mean? Because, of course, caching weapons is the first step toward making sure that everything's done. Yep. So the number two guy on this, Tim, who uh, goes by the name Baked Alaska. <laughs> really? Gionne. Yeah, he does. Seriously. He's an alt-right. He's a well-known alt-writer. And uh, he was chanting, Jews will not replace us, and tweeting the 14 words. We must secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. Um, that's a that's a neo-Nazi. It's a, it's a slogan. It's a thing. Mm. So... He sent a tweet depicting a Jewish alt-writer named Laura Loomer, Loomer in a gas chamber. Wow. He was actually disinvited from the notor notoriously anti-Semitic alt-right's Trump inauguration for going too hard on public displays of anti-Semitism. So basically, he has an anti-Semitic anti group saying, dude, tone it down. So why he is now whining, whining is because he was maced. Although... Apparently, nobody else who was near him at the time was maced. So apparently, it was extremely targeted maced. Uh, they know him. <laughs> every well, no, they caught every second of every second, and they he and, he and his friends caught every second of themselves on camera, except for the actual macing. Of course. So, but he's now saying we should all come together as a country. We shall um, overcome. <laughs> number three is millennial Matt Colligan. He's a close companion of Jeanette's. He is, um, I guess he's kind of a, a more of a hipster looking guy, but he's a close, close friend of the last guy. Um, Twitter shut down his account for Holocaust denialism and Hitler, Hitler parades. Yeah. Oh, and uh, his favorite thing to tweet was Hitler did nothing wrong and uh, that the Holocaust is a hoax. So why is he whining? So which is it? Did Hitler do nothing wrong, or was the or was it or is the Holocaust a hoax? Well, Hitler. Well, the Holocaust was the thing that Hitler did wrong. So if the Holocaust is a hoax, then he didn't do it wrong. I guess that's true. Mm, so what did what? happen? What did it's happen? Logic. Then? I like that. Um, so he's now saying that he's got threats against his family and himself, and he's now saying that everything he said was just for laughs. Okay, if that's because you know I'm rolling over here at the stuff he said. Nobody should be threatening his family. <laughs> I'm sorry that that and and I would and like to see I him agree. substantiate well, unless that his, unless his family is as bad as he is. Well, but well, I would yeah. like to see that substantiated. You, you shouldn't be threatening people in in general. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. But after he basically, so, so, uh, it, it's pure hypocritical after the stuff he's been saying. You know. Yeah. Well. Okay. 
Don't um, threaten my family after I threaten that we should wipe out the Jews because that's just to- mean. Well, it, it, there is a lot of double standards going on here. Yeah. Yep. Um, number four, Peter. You want to, anybody want to try this? Uh, no. No, I don't think any of us are brave enough to try yep. that one. Okay. The the yep. the, uh, the last name translates into a word that means unpronounceable Slavic. Okay. Fair okay. enough. Yeah, that's what it, that's a translation in English. Um. Svetjanovic. Svetjanovic. That's, that's pretty close. Anyway, um, he became the poster boy after his screaming visit at the tourist riot went viral. He identifies as a as a white nationalist. Told a local local Nevada news outlet, the replacement of the statue will be the slow replacement of white heritage within the United States and the people who fought and defended and built their homeland. Robert E. Lee is a great example of. Um, I love how these guys always forget that they built their homeland in a place where other people were already living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and on top of other people's backs. Yep. And on Indian burial grounds, because I think every place is an Indian burial ground. Yeah. Um. Robert E. Lee is a great example of that. He wasn't a perfect man, but I want to honor and respect what he stood for during his time. Okay, so why he's whining now is things are spiraling out of control. He hoped he said he hoped people would be willing to listen to the fact that he's not the angry racist they see in that photo. You're not really the white power man. Yep. Oh, is that? Yeah, that's this guy. So number five. Wait, hold on, hold on. Don't, 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 wait, can, as... can I can I finish? I, I I'm not really the white power man. I just came here for the fun. What fun! Yeah. To, 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 to I mean, if, if, if they weren't the assholes, if they weren't there, you're going to be assumed to be one of the assholes. If they weren't there to create problems, what fun are they talking about, yeah. right? Oh, there was candy corn and <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Candy corn and is rides and candy corn is you know, not clowns. fun. That stuff is terrible. The worst candy. That, that might be the worst candy. I reject your choice in candies, dumbass. I like candy, candy corn. It's candy not my corn choice. Is a, it's a choice of white I, supremacy. I was, <laughs> I was about to say. It. I was about to say it. Candy corn is a pretty damn white candy. <laughs> yeah, if it orange is, is the new damn white. white candy. You've got to be white to like candy corn. <laughs> candy Ian corn. just said it. <laughs> no, he did just, just say it. it yeah, he loves yes, candy he corn. I heard it. He said he likes candy corn. And we, now we know that that is the candy of, of white supremacists. Good going, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. Okay, what else we got here? Who's well, is that? All right, the man, the number five guy in this list is the man who was only known as the white supremacist who changed his clothes and hid. Oh yes, this is fantastic. Yes, um, who this guy is? Some guy who got separated from the rest of the white supremacists and found himself fearful and alone, so he stripped his uniform, polo shirt and khaki shorts, and slipped into the crowd. Um, except. They, they watched him do this, and a, uh, a documentarian by the name of C.J. Hunt captured the entire thing on, and, on video and basically described him as slipping shirtless and undetected through a crowd like a child playing capture the flag, taking his free walk back to his side. White terror, his sword. White innocence, his shield. <laughs> and he's the one that said the line he's about the, being he's fun. the one he's the one who's not the white power and i oh, love this one okay. it's kind of a fun idea just being able to say white power you know what i, I i'm white. what does he watch power rangers or something i have no idea there's oh. this um there's this uh photo uh from from a store um and the the label is white power accessories and uh <laughs> it's just, it's just like power um like uh, electrical outlets and stuff for my okay, white noisemaker. I, <laughs> I, I use white power for my white noisemaker. So, yeah. Regretfully, <laughs> here in America, we oh, created quite a few jackasses. <laughs> yes, yep. we did. Yeah. Brian asked me to pick a jackass of the week, and I said, one? <laughs> 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 well, to be fair, I mean, a lot of people are trying to tell us that, that this is a secular movement, the alt-right movement, and they want to they actually want to paint liberals with it. You want to you listen to Rush Limbaugh, but... I mean, Franklin Graham, it, you know, I mean, he, that, that is, um, Billy Graham's, um, is it son or? I think it's his son. These I'm are not Christians. Sure. These are, these are, these are God fearing American Christians. And they openly yeah. say they voted for Trump and exactly. Trump. Yeah. They didn't vote as liberals. They voted for the Trump, the white supremacist candidate is Trump. Yeah, they're not hiding that at all. No, <laughs> well, not very are, well. They least. are saying though that the guy, 
they're trying to say that the guy who ran the woman down in the crowd was a paid a paid person paid by Clinton. If you're going to seek something out, what you need to seek out. So he so he ran the woman down and the woman, um, her father, she was in her 20s, I think her father mm-hmm. came out and, and his statement about that is extremely powerful because he talks about how we have to stop hating each other and we have to forgive each other. And he says, I'm going to start, I, I, I'm going to forgive the guy who killed my daughter. And I was, I was really struck by that because I mean that I, I could, I do that if that was my kid, I don't know that I could have been as strong as, as, as he is. That was, I was, I was extremely impressed by the guy. So if you so, yeah, so that, that would be, that, that's the piece that you should seek out and listen to is, is the statement of the guy whose daughter was killed. Um, I, uh, I really liked the article. I saw an article talking about the fact that this was the largest gathering of white supremacists in this country in this century. You know how many people were there? A couple hundred? 600. 600. So, 600. So I guess things are getting better. I mean, that number is down. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a good thing. And at the latest rally, what it was yesterday, how many were stuck in that gazebo? 20. Uh, and today in Vancouver, it was about the same thing. Just not very many of them. And they were just surrounded by uh, other side. There was another city where a group of protesters um, pulled down a Confederate statue. Yeah. They, oh. threw, they threw ropes over it, pulled it down. And, and then the great thing I was a warrant was put out for the arrest of a handful of them. Everyone from the protest showed up to turn themselves in, including my guess is a lot of people that weren't even there. And yep. you counter that to the whiny guys. I got a warrant out for my arrest. It's so unfair. The pe- you know, these people saying, listen, we did it. We know we did it. We're here to, you know. They, they also showed up with uh, goodies and coffee for the police. Yeah, <laughs> who had to fill out the reports on two thousand some odd people. Thing that That's I would nice. I would suggest that the six hundred that showed up are the are are the six hundred that are willing to admit to those beliefs. We don't know how well, many the, people behind closed doors yeah. still feel that way. The problem is they feel empowered right now and they're trying to well, that's true. be more out there because yeah, they well, think they, they can get it. Luckily, once more, the majority of the country knows these guys are assholes, and we are standing up against them. We are that that's one thing that's actually is uniting the country. Um, you know, is that you know? No, the majority of the country knows these guys are, and the views are idiotic, and are not going to let it fly. Right, but David Duke has a lot more followers behind closed doors than these six hundred. Yeah, and that's yeah. part of the. Are we ready? Onwards. What happened to the real men of America? The men of grit who made this country great are now going extinct. American testosterone levels have been dropping generation after generation. We're headed in the wrong direction, folks. Test X180 Ignite raises levels of free testosterone to help you build muscle during workouts, burn fat, and fuel desire. Men, let's turn this country around. Help America do a 180... Man up, America! (laughs) I was driving... I forget where I was going, but I'm driving along, and the commercial comes on the radio. The Man Up America. So this is a GNC product. At least, um, and they are, and what they're telling me is that I have half the testosterone. In fact, I thought the ad I said said half, but this one just says less testosterone than than our than our fathers did, and that that the men who made this America great are are dying off, you know. And so they show men, you know, basically con- doing construction and stuff, and that these are the men who who with their bare hands, and that that we're going in the wrong direction, and we're and and our testosterone is dropping and. So what they have a product called Text X8 180 Ignite because we want to turn things around. Yeah, well, is it this? even true? Is have there been any studies showing that there's been a decline in testosterone? Okay. So it took me Actually, a little while. Actually, there is in very heavily pop, uh, pollution areas. Okay, so I just now found this. So they did do a study, a hundred and uh, one thousand five hundred people. So at least it's bigger than some of the other studies that I'm going to talk about, and it. They are claiming that, okay, so as you age, you, your testosterone does go down. So after, particularly after 40, you start to, it starts to decline and, and your testosterone is going to go down. And in some, and for some men, it goes down too far, but you know, that's a case by case basis, of course. Um, but they're claiming that this study is claiming, and I didn't look at it close enough, that the decline, decline is, is more than just aging. 
Um, and in fact, I should put this in here. This is from um, Scientific Science Daily, where I found the the review of this, and I just found this. So I I I, I this is a rabbit hole. This whole testosterone thing, because I got sidetracked in many different ways as I was going down this. So it is uh, there is some studies. I don't know the quality of them. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. And and I and I felt this and I thought the same thing that you did. It's like, can that possibly be true? And even if it is true, is it really something that we need to worry about? Is is, is me having less testosterone than than my than my father a problem? So there there is issues with low testosterone. Low testosterone can cause infertility, but so can high testosterone. So there is a happy medium, right? Where where um where um where your sexual reproduction seems to work best. And Brian, you obviously have low testosterone because you don't have any kids, right? Right, just the three girls, right? And okay. there's no proof. I don't know for sure that they're mine, right? I mean, because how, you know, how would I know? I mean, they all kind of look like me, and they all kind of seem to have my same sense of humor. And um, you know, there's a lot of other factors, I but they, I don't know. I think they take more after your sister in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> right? Maybe she's the father. <laughs> Never know, never know. So when they look at testosterone in the body, they, they look at two different numbers. There's free testosterone and total testosterone. And I, I didn't quite tease out the total difference. But so the total testosterone in the in the male body is supposed to be somewhere between 300 and 1,000 NG slash NL, the average being 500. So the average, it, so I guess the, so the average is on the lower side of that number. So if you're between 300 and 1,000, that's considered normal testosterone. And when you get up into, you know, above that, you know, there's like one or two percent of men will, will be up in that higher testosterone range. Um, and so, it, I mean, it is, is it interesting? Because, yeah, certainly as you age, testosterone will decline and it does affect your, your body mass and stuff like that. And in people that have done testosterone replacement therapies, they have shown that these people can, are, are, can build muscle. And um, uh, easier uh, compared to placebo, that they they build more, they were able to build more muscle, and they also showed the other big claim is that um, that it makes you um, it increases your sexual arousal essentially. And in in the study that I read, it suggested that while it increased arousal, um, the amount of sex or masturbation that the people um, participated in didn't seem to go up. Here's the problem. The study that I'm quoting was 60 people, 30 right. in the placebo group and 30 in the uh, in the in the trial group for the testosterone. And it was oh. and the in this this study was only done for three months. The and the and uh, I think the level of testosterone in that was like it was three or six hundred milligrams for the week in that particular study, um, which it which is is a lower dose than some of these other studies that um, that I was reading. So, but. And they also showed very, very few side effects in that. But it was only for three months that they did this. Um, another one was testing for aggression with with high testosterone use because um, we've all heard about ro- roid rage, right? That that um, that steroids will make people more angry and aggressive. Right. Well, that that claim comes from the 1980s, and there is, I, I there is really nothing to back that up there 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 is there are no scientific studies that that back up roid rage and so the study that i read about that i guess i I think that they gave these people 600 milligrams a day so a fairly high dose and it was over a three month uh was that over three months that might have been actually over under over uh eight weeks so two month study and in that two and then that two months they didn't show anything um, I, I so I was looking around for what the average dose of people using ana, um, anabolic steroids was, and this antibiotic steroid usage of people varied anywhere from 250 milligrams to 3,200 milligrams. Um, and of course, I, uh, I don't know if that was weekly or daily, it because it, it does vary, you know, depending on wh- who you ask. These people doing doing these steroids. The idea is that like you'll do it for three months and then you'll get off three months off and you'll do it for like half the year, six months. But there are other people who do it 52 you know, weeks out of the year um, and at these high doses. And so but nobody is actually studying the, the people using these high doses for these prolonged periods of times because, you know, I mean, that would if, if there's a potential danger doing that 
in a human trial is difficult. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I didn't see any animal trials as, as I was going through this. I was getting pointed to human trials. But it's extreme. The, 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 the tests, um, the studies are extremely small, ranging from 60 to 120 people. Um, and so it's, it's just not very good data to, to base an opinion off of. Now, if you want to use, if you want to use one of these, um, if you, if you know, if you need testosterone, re- testosterone replacement therapies, usually they're at a hundred, me- hundred milligrams a week is where they kind of start that. Right. And then they'll vary it. And that, and at those lower doses, it seems to be safe. People, people are doing it if you need it. But here's the thing is that before you start taking this stuff, it would be good to ask the doctor if you actually need it. Right. So, but and the doctor in, can probably prescribe something that you get for a lot cheaper. Yeah, probably. And something that is for sure to work. Now, this, right. um, okay, so now this Man Up America campaign, <clears throat> what they're actually selling is a pro hormone. So it isn't actually testosterone. It's it, what's, what's in this particular one is testosterone. And it's derived from the fenugreek plant, which is a seasoning in uh, many Indian curries. I have some in my cabinet. Um, well, and, if it's a seasoning, Brian, you got it. <laughs> it's not necessarily Let's true. Let's face it. <laughs> um, but so what they're claiming is that by taking this this pro hormone, that it it does increase the testosterone in in people. So once again, we have a sixty person study, um, thirty on thirty and thirty on placebo. And uh, and the study concluded twenty nine of the people in the um, in the um, that were actually getting the um, testosterone completed the study, and twenty seven in the in the placebo completed it. And this study showed a doubling of testosterone in 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 these in these men, but not in all of them. I I think it was like I forget what it was. And so technically, while I think that that's not good data. It's I it's 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 enough I think for them to make this claim, um, because remember that we're dealing with in the supplement market, not in the medicine market. Now, of course, there's a class does sound like a lot. I I agree, and I think that what we would find is in a bigger study that 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 those numbers would probably go down, and might even in in the numbers in in a better study might actually go away, right? Because that's generally what we see as study. As studies get larger, the effect size generally goes down as we as we put better controls in place. But, on, but also, did they, it, to, did they happen to say whether any of those on placebo got the benefit? No, they did not. No, um, I, I, I have find a link. That to, suspicious. I, I have a link. I um, mean, if it is a case where most of the people who took the medicine got this benefit, but none of the people on placebo got the benefit, that. Yeah, I don't know. This it might happen. Um, yeah. Oh man! It, the I, thing is, too, though, is that they've given enough information or gotten enough information that it can be brought further in order to find out more. Well, I agree. So, if you look, the link is the um, testosterone human trial study is is the is the link that um, outlines it, and it outlines sixty people, thirty got it, and and so I don't know if if I can quickly look through this. Um, and so the, there were ages. Oh, here's the other thing is that this study, the other thing that's bad about this study is it's ages 18 to 35. So already already in the higher testosterone range, right? Um, the dosage was two capsules of testosterone, um, one in the morning, one in the evening. And of course, it's a supplement, so I'm not sure that you can measure the active ingredient very well as, as it is. Um, I wonder if the uh, 18 to 35 range, though, is to is to make... You know, people, older people think, well, you know, it'll make me feel like I'm 18 to live. Okay, so here's the free testosterone. Free testosterone levels in sperm were were examined um, before and after the eight-week consumption of testosterone results. Um, pre-trial results were 17.76. I guess that's an average. And the, and the post-treatment levels were oh, 35.29. That's the free testosterone, which is usually a lower number anyway. Um, I can think the average is like 300. And so they say that that's an increase of 98.81. But what I don't see in here is is I don't see placebo group versus trial group. So so the reporting of this is absolutely atrocious. But... I think what we can draw from that, Brian, is that the placebo group got nothing. Right, so was was there... did the placebo? I mean, were there changes in the placebo group? I I couldn't tell you. And I'm 
I'm not sure. Maybe it says in here how often they tested their testosterone. If they just tested it at the beginning, at the end, that's terrible because you. Mm -hmm. I mean, your testosterone could vary. Mm -hmm. Um, Subjects did not take any performance enhancing therapies during the trial of the two months. So I don't know. It just seems to me that that this is very very poor. But the problem is, so that there's a clash action suit claiming that other studies say that that testosterone does not include increased testosterone. But the um, the suit was incredibly sloppy. The people suing it, they did not the um, the the lower courts just threw it out, and the appellate court, um, the Ninth Circuit. I think that they're just going to toss it too because they did not make their case. That doesn't mean that they're not right, but but they did not make their case in court. Mm. So it, so there's a so the efficacy of these supplements and there's some other ones too is extremely dubious. And then there's the and and then you know there's the do do we need these in the first place? A lot of these are being targeted towards bodybuilders, right? So it's the people that would like to take um, anabolic steroids. Um, but either can't get them or they're too expensive or 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 they're I don't I don't know for whatever reason that's who they're targeting with. And right now these pro hormones are legal. And in fact if you go to steroid.com, they're they are advertising these pro hormones as being just as good as steroids. And of course the guy who's selling it to you looks like he's been doing a few steroids. So I don't know. I mean at the end of this, I felt like the data was poor and it was muddled and there wasn't great um, there wasn't great trial data for for a lot of the testosterone stuff that we've heard, and the road rage was particularly interesting because I I I came out of this going I don't know if it's true or not. It kind of kind of looking at the data, it kind of looks like it's not true. But then you look closer at the data and you go, well, wait a second. Number one, that dose wasn't as high as as what some of these people are taking, and the in the length of time that they're taking it. Is, is not even close to what people doing anabolic steroids is. And my, my guess is that, mo- that there's probably more people than not that are pushing the length that they do these things, that they're not, they're not on and off, you know, that, that even six months, six on, six off, like they're claiming. You know, or, or, you know, it's three on, three off, three on, three off. I don't, I'll bet you they're not doing it. I'll bet you that there's more people doing these things, you know, year round than, um, than they admitted in the study. And, and most of this stuff is is self-reported, right? So how, how do you tell if somebody's getting has feelings of aggression? Um, it's self-reported. You would have to you would have to have a much stricter uh, setup than than what they had. Right, but that's for darn it, sure. even even still, I mean, the, how do you are, know? I mean, yeah, people how, go home, and these are unless and, you have them locked up in a room like you know fire starter. And 60 to 120 people isn't enough data to say either way. But right now, mm-hmm. there's no data claiming that, that shows it, that it is a thing, right? So I don't know where they came up with the idea in the first place. And there's certainly in, in the data, in, there's more data showing that it's not that I found. Now, there's, there's probably stuff out there that I didn't find, right? But I guess my point is that getting to the bottom of this, I mean, I sp- I've spent the last week on it. Uh, and I, I, don't, I don't know shit. There will be, there's so much on exactly how much anything with testosterone, how much there is, how much everything for people. Uh, you'd have to, you'd have to do an awful lot more studying on possibility of uh, uh, birthing rates and stuff like that too. Absolutely. To yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much more that we need to know. And, um, and quite apart from all that, this is basically about uh, men's insecurities about not being manly enough. Right. Well, it is, and it is also a sales ploy in its own manner. Uh, however, I I have seen stuff before, and I do not have it now, so, uh, I'm sorry to say, but I did put in the declining male fertility. That's part of, uh, uh, part of studies which were going on in uh, the Toronto area on what exactly was going on with pollution in the waters. Uh, There's an awful lot more on that. And apparently from what has gone on, there has been a lower rate of uh, fertility, a lower rate of birth. And in this particular uh, article here, it mentions that uh, there's a lot of female estrogen type hormone that is going into the water and the fish are being very heavily affected by it. And uh, there's uh, something in it about humans as well. 
Well, it's also possible. Are you saying we've got, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you connection. saying that we have transgendered trout? <laughs> nope, we have trout that changed back to female. <laughs> no, but I mean that that's that that might be interesting, but also Mike, but also then you've got to say okay, as population starts to reach certain, you know, certain levels, is it possible that fertility would decline in order to regulate population? Is there an evolutionary thing going on here? Yeah. There is a possibility as well. So you've got to tease all that stuff out. Yeah. And, and, exactly. if, and maybe that's not possible. Maybe, I mean, but I, I don't know. That, Like you said, there is a lot. And like I said, there's there are so many different variables to look at. And one is um, the basic factor of what exactly we've been finding out from this. It's basically for that product. It's basically just trying to sell a product. Right, it is, um, and it's an expensive but product. there are still underlying to it, which, like I've said, I've seen other things some time ago. Wish I could have found it right away there. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of factors. You know um, what, the, okay, and the overpopulation, other... Overpopulation, uh, pollution, uh, different that you're uh, etc. The other problem with the study is that it was done... Uh, by GenCorp, the same company that's producing the product. Oh, God. So, yeah, I mean, you don't. If the, if you're looking at studies that are created by the same organization which is making the product, it's really not much. Well, worse. exactly. That that's so. That's the other part here. And unfortunately, the courts is not the best place to tease this out. No. But that. But that was. Are they? There's, are there claims? You know, can they make those claims? Um, and the problem once again is it's a supplement. So they don't have to. They don't have to be that rigorous about verifying it. They've done two studies, and both of them show extremely positive effects. Well, but I mean, yeah, but the people that are doing it have an agenda. Exactly, and the thing is, is that there's not, as far as I've seen, there's not going to be an awful lot that would be done about anything uh, that is is not a regular drug. Uh, any of the uh, herbal style medications and such they were going to have a big um a big changeover on how herbal medications were set up and set up to be sold and such but i haven't heard anything since then it's been a long while my understanding is that the fda was looking into these products for cardiovascular um, issues and and Uh so and um but i couldn't find i couldn't find that but i mean uh, i i didn't spend that i i I was Doing so many other pieces that I, I guess just I didn't get to that. It's probably out there. Um, well, but, you did have the high testosterone levels in men, signs and symptoms and side effects. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And you, we could go into that too. But, I mean, the bottom line is that this is complicated. And this is something yes. that you should do with your physician. Yes, definitely. Um, and I would and I would think even these, if these supplements actually do raise testosterone like they claim that they do, you you would still want to include a physician. You wouldn't want to do this, you know, in a vacuum. No. Um, But right now, I mean, I think that, I think if you, if if people wanted to take these two or three months at the, at these low doses, they're probably going to be fine. Will it, will it help them? I don't know. Um, But if you want to spend the money, go for it. But before I'm going to spend this kind of money, I want, I want better testing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Definitely. And then of course the question is, do I, would I need it? And the answer is probably not. But once again, that's a, that's a question for you and your doctor. If you're happy with yourself as you are, why? Yeah, I mean, in in sense, you're self-medicating here, right? I mean, yes, you are self-medicating. It's it exactly was fun, it you know. But yeah, but ultimately, dumbass is right. It comes down to men's insecurities. Mm-hmm. And so you should probably start using this product before you start your affair or before your your wife starts hers. Right, that's a good point. And they did say that having having more toned muscle will help me attract women. Yep. Yeah. And that's actually really? questionable too. That claim is questionable as well because there, there's a lot of evidence to say that the dad bod's the way to go. Depends on the woman. I, well, sure. <laughs> I like the term. I like the term retrosexual. Retro. <laughs> Homosexuality leads to the extinction of dinosaurs. Ooh. Claims top scientist. Okay, Ian. Yeah. Go yeah. for it. He's oh, a, nice guy. He is not a top scientist. He is uh, the only reason that he's renowned is because he is a curator at the Creation Museum in Petersburg, Kentucky, and he's renowned by them. So I actually saying... did a little bit of looking for him, uh-huh. and the only information on this guy is his claim that that 
gay iguanas equal gay dinosaurs. Okay, sure. But there's a couple of so, other problems with this with this okay, story. Guys, but go ahead and talk to him. the whole conversation without explaining it to our listeners. Yeah, please, say, like, please, Ian, explain it to me. So, <laughs> um, Anthony Othman, a renowned paleontologist and leading curator of the Creation Museum in Pittsburgh, Kentucky, firmly believes homosexuality and not an asteroid colliding with the Earth, it, as commonly believed, was the main cause of the disappearance of the dinosaurs more than 66 million years ago. So that, that's the first um, opening uh, paragraph of this article. Basically, this is a man who apparently has a thing for getting um, uh, um, iguanas pregnant. Um, he, he's been stud- apparently, he's been um, studying the iguanas on the Galapagos Island, which apparently has a fairly noticeable amount of homosexual activity there. I'm going to interject real quick, Ian. I've had iguanas. Do you know what it takes to, do you know what it takes to get an iguana to try to hump something? <laughs> it just Do needs a know? place. It just it just needs a place. So it's not it's not necessarily homosexual activity among iguanas. It's just iguanas being horny. Yeah, <laughs> I, I watched an iguana ferociously try to get it on with a stuffed toy. That was not pretty. That it was happens, not a pleasant experience. Happens with dogs and cats and apparently ducks and geese too. So. I have not seen an iguana try to get it on with a dog or a cat or a duck or a goose. <laughs> but I don't believe I believe that it would happen. Not um, that. <laughs> oh, you mean the other thing. Okay. The other animals do this kind of thing as well. I mean, they'll even hump a dead animal. Yep. So his claim is that he took the sperm of homosexual iguanas, impregnated female iguanas with it, um, and did this for several generations. And at the end, for the most part, um, the males n- no longer were attracted to the female. He's okay. claiming after three or four generations, the males just didn't want to do it anymore with the women at all. And somehow he takes that and says, okay, the dinosaurs must have done the exact same. Because um, dinosaurs are lizards, right? Yeah. But and they weren't. Because they found a group of velociraptors with all males in a uh, um, uh, big... Um, uh, uh, not falafels. Fossils. A big, fo- we're all having fun tonight, pronunciation. But no, a, bi- a big fossil find of velociraptors, they're all males. And that must wait. prove it. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know which one you're talking about. That was the same fossil dig where they found the fossilized rainbow flag, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about I mean, that one. This, oh, he, he's done some genetic study that, um, I'm not seeing anything here that says anyone um, verified it or tried it or, you know. I'm not saying anything that says he's a genetics expert. Right. Uh, So nothing beyond his own personal experiment that has no peer review to it, that he then decides to implement the logic that he concluded for iguanas onto um, dinosaurs from 66 million years ago, just because, yeah, that's, (laughs) I mean, there's no, I can't figure out the, you know, how he went from point A to point B. Because there's no connection except for we mistakenly were calling dinosaurs oh, lizards for a long time. The we lizard know is not. green. The lizard is green, and so is the dinosaur. We don't know the color of dinosaurs. Actually, we know the not. we know the color of some dinosaur skins because we found pigment cells that were fossilized. Yeah, so actually, we know some of them, and they were not green. <gasps> you know, we keep learning more and more. You know, the dinosaurs are some more them... closely related to birds than lizards. Yeah, you know, some no of them had kidding. some of the dinosaurs actually had scales that modified into feathers. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they were they were the they were already evolving into birds. The reason we have birds now is because they were the smallest and most easily survivable amongst the dinosaurs. Yep. But you know, but something like this, you can't let logic, reason, and science get in the way. Homosexual well, iguanas equal homosexual dinosaurs. We all know that. You can't let logic and reason get in the way. It get in the way if you want to keep your job. If you're Doctor Hoffman, yeah. Okay. Wait, oh, okay. No. He, he's with the Creation Museum. Yeah. I don't think you necessarily need logic and reason to stay. Okay. At a job uh, let me. I, I I need. Yeah. I actually I need. Uh, Dem, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I want you to go to the very very bottom of this page, and I need you to read to me the World News uh, Daily Report statement at the bottom, please. Can you do that for me? All right. Hold on. At very bottom. After all the comments. Oh. oh. <laughs> oh my page is frozen right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian, would you read that to me, please? No, go away. Go, no, please, read, read that to me, please. <laughs> I'll read it. Nice okay. catch, Brian. Nice catch. Go ahead, go ahead, dumbass. Okay. Read that to me. Just, okay. I'm, okay. I'm just reloading the page right now. Oh, okay. 
So that this could... is a case of needing to cert, um, double check the, um, um, the source. Source. Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. I, I really would like Dumbass to read this to I'm me. Not... I'd like him to read we, it to we, me, we please. Out the silence. Oh, okay, now. Okay, I've here we go. Okay, let's right please. The comment thing. So I scroll up. Let me. Let me. All the way at the bottom. So the the last the last comment. All the way below the comments. All the way below the comments. <clears throat> yep. Okay, hold on. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> World News Daily Report assumes all responsibility for the satirical nature of its articles and for the fictional nature of their content. All characters appearing in the articles in, the, in this website, even those based on real people, are entirely fictional, and any resemblance between them and any person living, dead, or undead is purely a miracle. <laughs> yep. So so, so here's, a, here's hey, a couple of things. Hey, Brian. Yes. Not, not my fucking fault, Okay. <laughs> No, it's Ian's oh, fault. No, listen to me. Okay. Listen to me. All news is fake news except the onion. <laughs> okay, so... I accept the, the blame on this one. There is no Anthony Orthman who works for the Creation Museum. There is an Anthony Orthman. I found him on LinkedIn. Not a paleontologist. He's um, a metal restorer. Uh, the photograph um, at the top is Mark Amatish, who is a creationist. They, and uh, So they use his photo... For, for this, but he is not Anthony Orthman. And of course, the World Net Daily News is a satirical site. Yep. Um, according to Wikipedia on this on this World News Daily report, it's a satirical site set up specifically for the purpose of trolling in. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> look at the comments. I'm not the only one. <laughs> I, I well, yeah, but that's just that's just collateral damage. You know, you know why I I I didn't believe this because Ken Ham told me. That the that there were no dinosaurs on the ark because Noah wouldn't let them on because they were homosexuals. So we know that they went extinct <laughs> in the flood. So since Ken Ham told me that, I knew this had to be suspect. You know, but you know, given the nature of tyrannosaurs, they would kind of have to be homosexual <laughs> because you know they they can't masturbate, they can't reach. <laughs> well, what about the females? They probably have a teddy bear. They can't reach you. <laughs> I can't reach anything. <laughs> uh, so sorry, Ian. I, I, I had to let you go with it for a little yeah, while, though. I, I will admit it. There's I a reason it. why tyrannosaurs are, are generally pictured as being very angry. No way to get to it. <laughs> I've been very busy lately. I haven't been focused. My bad. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, how long are we at We're here? at 6.35, so we're just about an hour into we it. We are right an now. hour into it. What would it do? Do we want to... I mean, so that I think we want to talk about the uh, the small town in Germany. Oh, wait, I think oh, we really Ma- want to Mad talk Cat, about can that. we move your stuff to the next one because you, because the, yours yours could be a bigger segment too. And so I had the testosterone stuff planned, but the the sexual dimorphism stuff. Can we move that? Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. So, so we'll and end on we'll, so we'll end on Nazis. <laughs> yep, we began with Nazis and into we'll Nazis it shall end. Actually, we we began with teddy bears. Yeah, we did. Nazi teddy bears. So, um, yeah, uh, Mac, I put in a second link there that has the actual video. Yeah, I, I saw that. So, I love this story, and I'm glad that we found another link on it. But there's a small town in Germany. It is the birthplace of Rudolf Hess, and therefore a neo-Nazi pleasure destination. They go there, they march, they're happy, they celebrate Rudolf Hess. He is a Nazi. He did some. He did some Nazis yet. So. Understandably, the town not so pleased as uh, as being known for neo-Nazi tourism, because you know if you're neo-Nazi tourism, you don't get other tourists. So what they did was they started pledging money based upon how far the neo-Nazis march. They turned it into an involuntary walkathon. So they were pledging money, and for every meter they walked. 10 euros went to a program called Exit Deutschland, which helps people escape ex- extremist groups. I thought that was great. That is funny. Uh-huh. So they, they, they put marks on the streets to let them know how much, you know, how far they've walked and how much they've raised to go to this, to this, uh, to this group. And they put up signs trolling them, like what would the Fuhrer think and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, so they're, you know, at the, at, by the point that they, they recognize what was actually going on, I'm sure we have a, a sadder, grimmer bunch of neo-Nazis. I don't know. They got bananas. They, they fed them bananas, you know, to keep their strength up. So because they, they wanted to make sure they made it to the end. <laughs> right. 
they they were they were actually very very nice to them and very very kind to them and treated them treated them very well except for the fact that they made them in involuntary walkathon walkers. But uh, I love this story. This is this is we we've dipped into the worst of humanity and this is the best of humanity. <laughs> Absolutely. The best of the world. <laughs> yeah, the the, vid- the video's great. I mean, it, it walked through it, shows the signs and everything like that, and uh, it was good. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, say goodnight, everybody. I actually want to bring one. Oh yeah, I actually want to bring up one more little okay. thing. Okay, good. Just a little little side bit from. Uh, so you know, uh, President Trump had his say about the the uh, white nationalist marchers and the fact that it was problems were started on both sides. He had his say, and he was condemned by Israel and Iran. Both. Together. Yeah. He's bringing the world together against yeah. him. So J.K. Rowling posts, this is it. You managed to unite the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but Trump said, he, has clever things Trump said he got phone calls from all those people saying it was the best she speech uses ever. Her, she uses her Twitter like a, like a rapier. Yeah, she does. She is she is pretty good, isn't she? Yeah, Trump uses Twitter like a like a cracked um, like drunk pool. <laughs> All right, that's where we end it. Say goodnight, everybody. Good night, good everybody. Night, everybody. <laughs> good night. That's another one in the neo Nazis can. Out. <laughs> if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Sharealike No Derivatives 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Canold. Find more of Peter's music at SoundCloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Forge. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraitry 